Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms. Apply. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You really love that t-shirt. You really love the taste of my asshole because you're always freaking commenting on this t-shirt. Don't, don't you worry about what I'm, I'm wearing. Saying, just shake don't it up. Worry about, don't Look worry about it. all those beautiful clothes behind you. Shake it up. <laughs> Are you, uh, I see you're drinking water today, which I appreciate. You're not, yeah. uh, you know, you were very high on the last episode, and I... I'm I, very high right now, too, man. Oh, great. <laughs> great. Great. Listen, I don't know what you the think. The fans liked it, though. I saw there was people saying, Zach, don't tell Donald not to be high. It was funny. I just think when you get too high, you get quiet, and, and everyone likes your, your, your hilarious personality. I like to be, I like to, I like to talk, but sometimes, I'm going to be honest with you, Zach... You are a driving force on this podcast, as well as Dano and Joel and myself. But oh. you know, you are the you are the mouth of the show, uh, as as they say. So in a good way, so, I hope. Oh, absolutely! In a great way, dude. The, our success is because of our collective. Well, but I'm just steering the car. We're all in the car together. But I'm but absolutely. I'm, I'm, I occasionally bring us back to the point. Absolutely. And so my point is, sometimes it's all right if I just shut the fuck up. And No, I don't like know. it when you shut up. I love, uh, as long as I... you're not going off on The Mandalorian, I'm fine. <laughs> did you watch it yet? I did. I did. It was enjoyable. Robert Rodriguez is a fantastic director. And it was, it was, he did it such was a good job, really, didn't he? Really, really, really well made. Yeah. Yeah, fun. absolutely. Very well made. And, uh, you know, it's, it, was, it, was, it was great. But my point is, yeah, you know. I have nothing to do right now. So you know yeah, I mean? other yeah. than Your other than work, is, yeah. other than work, which is spread out. Right. I have nothing other than my kids, which are who are in school. They are in school, and then they go play in some form or fashion. I have nothing. I do nothing. 
So right. you know what I've decided? Jazz lettuce. All day. Okay. All right. There you have it. And I know and there are a bunch of people out there with me. I know you're out there with me. And if you're growing it, good for you. If mm. you're paying for it, that sucks ass because I know how expensive it is. <laughs> it gets me upset how expensive the weed industry is. Yeah. But I will tell you this. If you're growing it, good for you. Keep growing that stuff. Okay, this has been a public service announcement from <laughs> Donald Faison encouraging you to grow cannabis sativa. Um, all right. It's the new crop. It's no longer illegal. Federally, go for yours. They're working on it. Go get it. Pass Wait till it's approved first. Wait till I think what, I think what Donald uh, is saying is um, please only grow marijuana where it is legal in your state. Uh, right. Do not attempt no, to but grow there's it a, where it is illegal. I, I think uh, federally it they're trying to pass the law now. It finally made light, and they're going yes. to vote on it. Yes. And hopefully, if this happens, oh my goodness gracious, it would be great to be able to grow as much weed as you want. Without- well, Donald, let's stop there, because you live in, um, in Los Angeles, where it is legal to grow, and yet you don't grow. Why is that? I don't have the property like said some people do. Well, you could have six pots. You can do yeah, it in the but, closet with one pot. Yeah, but that's a lot of electricity. I'd prefer to grow it outside, to be honest with you. Okay. So if I gave you six ceramic pots. I'd be, I'd be the happiest man. I dare you. I dare you. Well, there's I your, there's your uh, uh, Christmas present. I'll give, you the, I'll give you the soil. Yeah, there you go. There's six ceramic pots. That's your, that's your present. You're going to have to Done. take care of them. You have to like, do the okay. work. I, listen, man. I'm all about. Listen, what, what, what do we have to do right now? I need another hobby. Between okay, this, between animating Cutting plants and smoking that shit? Are you kidding me? It's going to be a great year. It's going to be All a right. great 2021. Well, listen, speaking of plants, I went for my very first time to a Christmas tree yard. I have never in 45 years, uh, for those of you who don't know, I was raised Aww. Jewish. My father took it seriously. I am not a re- religious person. I am secular. Um, but my my girlfriend loves Christmas, and so it's my first year going all-out Christmas. And I'm going in. Yeah. Good for you. And Congratulations. I, my, my whole life, I've seen families smiling with the tree on their roof, playing the music, driving home, and I'm like, driving home, passing them, being like, oh, where the fuck's the menorah? Is it in the garage? <laughs> Where's our weird candelabra that we're going to s- sing songs at? Turn uh, back on your people, man. And no, I, I'm going to be lighting your people, not at man. all. I'm going to be lighting the menorah as well. Um, it's going to be a, a, a two faith household, but it was a lot of fun. It was cute. We like picked out the tree and how and great does it smell when you go? It to pick smells it. amazing it's and wonderful, right? We got an eight foot tall. Well, I wanted to get like a gargantuan one, but my ceiling won't allow for that. So we we got an eight footer. He's pretty good. Everybody got their trees yet? Did you get your tree, Donald? Yeah, uh, Casey went out and was like, you know what? I'm sick of picking up pines, and she got a nice tree. And let me tell you something right now. It is not real, but it does Hmm. the trick. It is beautiful. You walk in. At the end of the year, instead of having to sweep up pines, I just take it apart, put it in a nice little bag, put it in the closet. Next year, oh, we need a new tree. Don't fret. Go right back into the closet. I don't like that. I don't, I, I don't like that. I'm sorry. Well, that's because I've had years and years and years of picking out trees. I know. I'm this just This is saying, your first time. Like, I know. You... I know. You are. I'm jaded. I'm jaded. I'm yeah. jaded. You're also like, w- w- are you one of those people that would put a fake lawn in too? 
Yeah, because then I can take my golf clubs and hit off the fake lawn yeah. and not worry I'm about not, digging holes like in my fake grass. Lawns. I, I know it's good for the water, but I, I, I don't like a fake lawn. Joel and Daniel, are you doing Christmas trees? Yes. Oh, my God, Zach. The only way I'm going to survive the rest of this year was by getting into Christmas in mid-October. Yeah. I ordered all my gifts. They already came. I had a big, like, me and my friend wrapped all of our gifts last Saturday. I posted the pictures. We got really pretty paper from Paper Source. They went out and got a real tree. We're going to do Christmas at their place. They have 15-foot ceilings, so we got a nine-foot-tall tree. Oh, yes. shit. Oh, my gosh. I have They're... to say, I saw some of those gargantuan ones, and I had envy. I was like, I want that one, but I don't have the, I don't have the headroom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, you it guys, the, the one thing that you got to worry about when you get these big-ass trees is throwing them out, and you guys aren't paying. You guys are thinking about just the glory of the magnificent. There's nothing, to be, there's nothing to be happy about right now, and we can decorate a tree. It's fun. First of all, yes. Second of all, you live in California, an amazing state, which allows you to, there's like a disposal drop-off places where you could drop off the tree and then they use it How to, you like, get a burn parts of the forest or helping with flooding because they just, like, recycle the trees afterwards. That's awesome. But how do and you get a nine-foot tree to this place? That's the hassle. To the ho- Listen, when you're, all your friends are cinematographers, they know how to use cables. They're like, just strap <laughs> it to a car. True. We're good to go. Got Listen, some bungees. If you've, <laughs> if you've PA'd before, you can tie a decent knot. Amen. Yes. If um, you're handy with a set of tools, right. you know what to do. I'm excited. I'm excited about my tree. And uh, Daniel, are you doing anything? Uh, family is Jewish. My mom converted to Judaism for my sister's bat mitzvah when she was 13. And since oh. then, we have not celebrated Christmas, only Hanukkah. Yeah. Me so too. no uh, no tree anymore. Me too. And is your girlfriend uh, a Jewish gal? She is a Jewish gal as well. Yeah. See, I'm only You know, that position. means your kids will get into the kingdom of Yahweh. You know that, right? That's what I hear. Um, yeah. I'm only, yeah, I'm only doing this because of um, uh, dating a a. a, a, a gal who loves christmas so it's my first time really going all out it's very fun it's a fun holiday guys hell yeah they have this star of david tree topper that that you know i thought would be a nice touch but would you be surprised to know it's on back order on 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 the interwebs (laughs) of course i have a question go ahead john you'd you'd prefer just one day of gifts instead of 12 nights of gifts um yeah i think the way we've always done hanukkah even though um you know, the, the concept is that you celebrate eight nights. We always, I mean, eight that. nights, that's what I meant. Eight crazy nights, eight nights. Yeah. So we always did it as a family. We would just, we would, you know, find, have one big Hanukkah party night. Same. But we, you know, I've always seen on, in movies when people open their Christmas presents that everyone just does it all at once. My family doesn't mess with that. Yeah, no, <laughs> they're very, everyone is like, someone is opening, pay the attention yeah. out of respect for the, what about you, Donald? Because I think it's Christmas story that first planted this in my mind that the kids come down and they just ravage the tree and the parents sit back and sip their coffee. And I was always like, well, well that seems like it's not as fun yeah, as no, taking your it's, time. It's a ceremony. It is definitely a ceremony. The ceremony definitely goes fast uh, when it's the kids because they open their present and they're already like it's like they as soon as the thing as soon as they see what it is, they're already off to the next gift regardless of if it's something that they wanted or if it's you know you know, no matter what it is as soon as it's open where's the next one i guess you got to be patient as you're like you put a lot of thought and or money into that present and your kid just opens it and they're like one mississippi two mississippi toss it next and you're like motherfucker you know that was expensive <laughs> that is that is, is that what happens that is that is that is forever though 
You know what I mean? <laughs> my grown kids do that shit now. You know what I mean? I, I, I remember I bought my daughter a lovely uh, bracelet. She turned 21. It was beautiful. No, she turned 18. Beautiful. She goes, oh, wow, it's so beautiful. I've yet to see her wear it. <laughs> I don't like that. Damn. I then I, so I went to her. I was like, yo, so what's up with that? You know, I bought you. I spent a lot of money on that bracelet. Yo, what, what, what the fuck? And she goes, dad, it's only for when I go someplace. Do you know how stupid I'll look walking around? I look like freaking, uh, like I'm trying to be a rapper walking around with all that <laughs> bling on. You put so many, there's so much diamonds in it. I feel like a oh, weirdo. Shit. I, I hate like, when oh, I hate. You know what? Happens. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I dated this girl once, and I got her a. a, a, a she was in the fancy handbags, and I, and I tracked down like this. I mean, you know, I, women in their handbags. I know it's a whole thing, and I and I've 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 got I've done a deep dive in learning. Like I know too much about handbags, <laughs> but this isn't my this isn't Flo, my current girlfriend. But years ago, I was dating a, a, a girl, and she was into handbags, and I found this like really hard to get one. And it was like, I, I was so proud of myself. I was like, I got the purse that nobody can get. She's going to be so happy. And I gave it to her. And she was excited in the moment. And I was like, yeah, I came through. Like, that bag's so hard to get. And then, like, never saw it. Never saw it being used. Never saw it being used. And then finally, at some point, I was like, babe, how come you never, like, use that, that, that fancy purse I got you? And she's like, oh, sweetheart, everybody has that bag now. Uh, what? what? And I was hey. like, I don't yeah. think this relationship's gonna be around. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap right there. Oh man, it really made me feel like ass. Well, I'm sorry about that. So does how, anyone how need much... a pantsy purse? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I do wonder what happened to all of those bags, though. You know what I mean? I know I bought a lot of bags in my day. Yeah, does Casey like ever wear those? Use those bags? The thing about these bags is your partner, whoever buys it for you, spends like all this money on it, and then what? They just like use it once or twice, right, Joel? No, it's more than that. It's like a season, and then you never see the bag. Yeah, again. it's a season. season. You can't wear that bag. That was that last season's bag. I mean, that's what makes them special. It's like it's like any collectible. You know, you're excited. Beanie Babies. It's like a Beanie Baby. It. I can't use that. Yeah. I can't play with that Beanie Baby anymore. That's yeah, last yeah, season's Beanie Baby. Where does, where does the bag go after? <laughs> yeah, where does the bag the go, Joel? Where's it at? depends where's on it? The, the level of the bag. Some bags will go into the closet because we know that they're going to come back into fashion. Or we just really like, we're like, you know, maybe this is for special outfits or whatever. Some bags will, you know, be resold, consignment shops are sold up if they're like, they're really, you know, it sounds like you guys are buying the very expensive Cardi B level bags. Those oh, now you know how resold. we do. So you know how I do. You know how yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and then some will end up in the trash. I just feel oh. sad when I buy the bag and the bag never gets seen. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I know, like- and, and as the man, you can't be like, although I do, you can't be like, how come you uh, don't think that the bad guy got you might look good with that outfit? Maybe <laughs> might, might be nice. Might be nice with this ensemble. Like oh, baby, that bag gifts. is so last season. Oh, oh my god, that would hurt. Yikes. Should we talk about Scrubs? We should. That's why but people before- tune in. What? I know, but before we do that, I, I just want to say one thing. What? Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses in a Canada who love to hate. I said, here's the stories that we all should know. So gather around to hear our 
this was a supersized episode with a very, very big uh, guest star, one of our biggest in nine years, the living legend, Michael J. Fox. My friend. We tried to get him. Uh, I tried via I was waiting publicist. for the surprise. I thought you were going to be like, and then it was going to be like, and guys, well, he's here got we one go. More. He's got one more. Well, I'm not giving up yet because you know, Donald, that I never give up until the, it's over. And I, You are uh, not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. Not a quitter. So we have one more episode to try. Uh, I'm trying through his publicist because he's promoting a book. Um, Obviously, Bill sent him an email, um, but I don't know. But anyway, we love him. He's incredible. Oh my god, he's so great on the show too. Yeah, I'm gonna. I don't. I don't. I don't remember what the show was about. I remember that he was on the show. I didn't know. I didn't remember this episode at all. Yeah, I didn't know what the episode was about, and that scene in the OR prep room right before. The the you know before we go into the montage and everything, just so amazing. Let me get my notes and stuff out. Yeah, I want to say was, that Bill, you know, Bill obviously he, he wrote this. He wrote this for Michael. He wrote this episode and he wrote this for Michael J. Fox. And I think you know it goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. He was giving Michael an opportunity, I think, to vent about his Parkinson's because right. that wonderful, incredibly acted scene at the end. Of course, the character is just fucking fed up and uh, with hiding and trying to control his OCD. But it's so clearly Michael, also the human being, having a moment about, you know, saying fuck you to his Parkinson's. That's such an it's such such amazing moments and so many Michael J. Fox moments, too. You know what I mean? Like. There's one as an actor, you develop some certain things that everybody loves and mike has michael j fox has so like the list is ridiculous when you say there are certain things that he does like my buddy uh justin long does a amazing michael j fox like he's a very good you know impressionist like he can impersonate a lot of people but one of his favorite movies is uh back to the future and we he and i talk about it all the time and dude like, it's not just, like, there's a reason why Michael J. Fox was the number one movie star back in the day. There's so many things. There's so many things that he brings to the table that he, yeah. you know, I'm so happy that we had the opportunity to work with him because, uh, you know, this was a bucket list type of thing. I know I will probably never be in a Back to the Future movie. The chances of that happening are slim to none, uh, but being able to work with Michael J. Fox, somebody who's the reason, one of the reasons why I'm acting today yeah. was a huge deal for me when he showed up. And so that scene, when he walks into the lobby and we're all standing there, that's real deal. You know, that it kind of felt like that, you know, he was kind of in a fishbowl because we all kind of were like, I want to see if any, some of his magic will rub off on me. I was so excited to meet him. Right. right. And he, you know, it's amazing. As I understand it, he really, he, he was on medication at the time for, to control his Parkinson's. Um, and we were all, we all didn't know how to be, you know, because we were all so excited and it was like, he's so, so crucial. And, 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 and it, to, to, to us, both of us wanting to be actors. I mean, Family Ties, when I was growing up, was the show he was the star of, and his comic timing was like nobody else I'd ever seen on, in a, in a sitcom. And, and then, of course, Back to the Future. And he was just the biggest star there was um, at a certain point in our lives. And there he was um, coming onto our show 
And I think we were, we didn't know how to be, we also didn't know how ill or, or not he was. Um, so we didn't know how to be with, with the Parkinson's of it all. And for the most part, he was incredibly fine. You know, you can see that he's, he sort of uses his, the movements of the Parkinson's and, and put it into the character. And other than a handful of times, I remember Donald that he said, Bill would say like, he, Michael needs a minute. He's, he's not feeling great, which maybe happened a few times in two episodes. Um, he was perfectly fine and, and capable of delivering that incredible performance that he, uh, that he just did. Yeah. Do you want to do the 30 second recap? Yes. Let's get into your 30 second recap and then we will take a break and we will dive into the episode. Marks, get set, go. There's a new doctor in the house and he knows everything. The alphas in the hospital are threatened by him, but all are impressed with his skills and abilities. This is the ultimate don't judge a book by its cover. We're all so into our own shit. Our problems seem to be so much more important than other people's. Sometimes I feel like I'm hanging on by a thread. What I show the world isn't necessarily who I am. The best version of myself is what I try to portray. But sometimes inside, it's like a tornado. Mm. So you really related to the Michael J. Fox character currently. I think everybody relates to that character. Sure, but you, you know said I, mean? I, so I'm just segueing into the. Well, I said you. I because I don't want to speak for everyone else. This is a great opportunity for me to, for one, to speak for one's self, for myself, and so right. I did. I think that was really well said. Um, yes, I bet a lot of people can relate to trying to put their best face on something when they're really struggling. There's a line that really stuck with me at the end when when he says. Uh, Everyone has their own burdens, and uh, you never know what anyone else is facing or what's going on in their day or what's going on in their life. Here's a guy who's like a superstar doctor, and he's battling OCD so bad he can barely function. But then when he zones in, I remember there being a story about a, a surgeon who had Tourette's who actually had severe uh, 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 twitching. And and vocals ticks too, but also lots of physical ticks. But the second he started surgery, none of it happened, and he was like a genius surgeon. And I, I felt like that 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 must have been um, something I, I bet was in Bill's mind as well when he was writing this. We're gonna go to break, and when we come back, we are going to break down the episode. It's a supersized episode. There were two different commercial breaks. I think this may have been the first time that ever happened uh, on Scrub. What did you watch it on? You watched it on iTunes or you watched it on I watched Hulu? it on iTunes and it was a mistake. I got to start watching the DVDs because the whole episode doesn't work. If you if if the end montage song doesn't work, which I, I had to look it up, it's Coldplay's Everything's Not Lost, which is a fucking beautiful Ooh. song. Just because I'm losing doesn't mean I'm lost. That shit is fire song. It's a slap. That's, but that's not the song. Oh, it's not. That's another song called Lost. This song's called Everything's Not Lost. Everything's Not Lost. Come on, man, man, man. Ah, I'm not doing it justice. No, Hold you're not. That was like, I don't know what that was. That Everything's was like Not Lost. Man, 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 man. I promise you the song sounds better than that. Everybody listen to the song after the show. It's a great song. Everything's Not Lost. And it was not in the iTunes cut that I watched, and so the end montage did not move me at all because the song that was there was 
thrown in by Randall, as we know, and uh, not a good song for the moment. Okay, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash real friends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everything's not lost. Just because I'm losing. That's another good song, but that's doesn't not the song. mean I'm lost. I wish I could play it for you guys right now, but 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 doesn't won't mean me. I'm cross. Think how good this show would be if all of a sudden I could just play the song. We're not allowed to. I lost my boss. Are we, are we, are we allowed to play like <laughs> Daniel? What, like just uh, literally Isn't a split that, second of the song? Yeah. Aren't we allowed to play like... 
Yeah, I, 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 it's so like wishy washy, honestly. Uh, like, all right, then the drop that Jay Z real can... quick, real quick. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I don't like these rules. I, if we, I wish we were allowed to be like, and now here's a little snippet of that song. But we got rules, everybody. Got Guys, rules. we got rules. So here's some Taylor Swift. No, we got rules. We, by the way, a lot of good feedback on Alamine's uh, song. Speaking of songs we can play, a lot oh of people God, really liked Alamine's song. song. Fire, man. I'm telling really you guys, I love the man. He's so grown now, and I'm so proud of him. And he Olamide writes really Faison. good music, uh, man. Olamide Faison. Find him. We can find him wherever us. you find music. Olamide Faison. Yo, Olamide. Y-O-L-O-L-A-M-I-D-E. I almost forgot how to but spell it. But if you want to um, search for his music, it's, the way you spell Olamide is O-L-A-M-I-N-D-E. No, O-L-A-M-I-D-E. Okay, that. <laughs> But he's got a lot of good songs, and uh, he does. But he's he's really starting to put music out. And he's also very charming. And uh, if you think Donald's charming, oh my gosh! Anyway, let's get into the show. Um, your first joke says uh, why why it got to be color comedy, color right, color commentating. <laughs> why it got to be color commentating? I didn't um, remember anything from this episode. Me neither. I, I also don't was... think it's a very good episode. I'm going to be outlandish and say that. You don't think it's a good episode? Well, I you think didn't... Michael J. Fox's performance is wonderful, and I think the Ted Janitor, uh, that whole thing with the garbage is You didn't laugh at the Todd saying at the Todd saying the Xbox joke and then losing, <laughs> losing the number one status in the hospital but not giving sh- a shit about that, yeah. only caring that the <laughs> Xbox joke didn't land? That yeah. didn't... Yeah, I'm, there's moments. I just don't think it's fully great. But let's talk you about it. You didn't laugh at the janitor and Wait, Randall don't throw away wrestling. everything yet. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're just gonna, now you're just going to quickly list all the funny parts? Yes, I agree. There are there's some funny so parts. There's so many of them. So Todd says an Xbox joke that is a, basically a sexual innuendo calling a vagina an Xbox. Pretty but, much he was like, I'd like to stick my dick in her Xbox. Pretty right. much is what he said. Right, but there's no woman around. So Dr. Wen is like... It doesn't make any sense. The joke, there's not even a woman around that you're making sexual innuendo about. And 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 then simultaneously tells him that he's no longer the best surgeon in the hospital. And the only thing that the high five Todd cares about is that he, he ruined, he wasted the opportunity for a good Xbox sexual innuendo joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he obsesses about it the whole show. The whole episode. The whole yeah. episode. The whole episode. That was funny. That made me laugh. Bill had the blonde hair that Cox has in the flashback. So when we we do a flashback to how JD imagines Dr. Cox was when he was in uh, when he was a med student, and he's got this bleach blonde hair that I'm sure is inspired by what when Bill was show running Spin City. That's what he, he looked like. He had that's what he looked like. He had like <laughs> short bleach blonde party boy fuck boy hair. Why do you wait? Would you call him a fuck boy? <laughs> I think isn't that what I isn't that what they call like what's a fuck boy? I don't know. <laughs> Joelle, what's a fuck boy? I keep um, hearing about it. Oh, yeah, a fuck boy is a yeah, dude who a fuck boy. Your... Stop it! <laughs> no, I just love that you 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 were prepared to answer it as intellectually and articulately as if I had said, Joelle, how do you explain like the uh, the Pan- Panama Canal? You're yeah. like, so a fuck boy. Good. <laughs> Um, basically a boy who's wasting your time. He's going to tell you that he cares and is hanging out. He's going to tell you that he's on his shit, you know, is working hard. He's not doing any of those things. 
He doesn't care. He's just out here being laissez-faire with everybody else's heart, too. Mm-hmm. With oh, all of yeah. his commitments. Mm-hmm. He's just out here being mm-hmm. a fuckboy. So he's being mm-hmm. selfish, and he's probably misleading a lot of women, a fuckboy. Oh, shit. But, smash, but smashing a lot of... Uh, Xboxes. Uh, Xboxes <laughs> while he's doing it, right? Yes. If, he's, he's, if, he's a, if he's good at his fuckboy job... If he's a yeah. successful fuckboy, he's probably... <laughs> Pound, pounding a lot of Xboxes. Oh boy! Okay. He's probably sticking Ooh. his. He's probably sticking his controller. His joystick. His joystick. His controller and an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, or two or three. Yeah, I never knew really what the definition of fuckboy was. I think uh, because um, I guess I could have Googled it, but I didn't. Asking Joel, I think, is the best option. Yeah, I like Joel's <laughs> definition. Was the best. very smart person. Um, Donald, have you ever been a fuckboy? No, never in my life. I like to hustle, man. Right. You've also been. Have I ever a lot. played? Have I ever played with the woman? A lot. Have I ever played with the woman's heart before? That's a different story. Yeah, but you've also but been I'm, married a lot, so you didn't have too much fuckboy opportunities. No, I didn't. I don't like the term fuckboy either, though. It just well, I like... respect it. I mean, women had women, and and I guess men who date fuckboys too had to come up with a term. Like, there's a term for that. You're wasting my time. You're making promises that you're not keeping. You're groping lots of Xboxes that aren't mine. You're a fuckboy. Stop texting me late night. You up. Right, Joel? Yes. I bet you a fuckboy is texts a lot of girls. You up. <laughs> yes, True that. at the same time. All right. Uh, so Randall. Okay. Um, okay. Randall is his first, first episode is Randall is a janitor. He's been hired. Right. We don't know why. Um, we don't know why how he got the job, but Randall has been hired, and the janitor introduces him as his associate. Right now, they and run really fast by this, but it turns out the reason they're on the roof is that they go up there to wrestle. Yeah, and the winner gets a beer. Gets a beer, and I know this only because Randall burped after. Right, it's really random. First of all, they're telling their boss that they go up to the roof to wrestle. To wrestle. <laughs> and yeah. that we know that Randall, who is one-third the size of Neil, has won the wrestling match. And we know this because he's burps because he got his winner's beer. <laughs> he's got his winner's beer. <laughs> so, I mean, this episode has a lot of really fucking random stoner moments in it. This was the most ultimate stoner moment. We can come yeah. back to the birds. But this was the most stoner moment. Yeah. If one more person... Says one mean thing to me, I swear I'll go and hurl myself off the roof. <laughs> oh, shut up, Ted. Okay, one other person. She didn't know. She didn't hear the rules. <laughs> she, she didn't know no, the it's, rules. It's, it's Laverne. She passes him and she goes, oh, shut up, Ted. He goes, okay, one more person because she didn't hear the rules. <laughs> she didn't hear the rules. She didn't know. <laughs> that was funny. Dude, we make so many jokes about death. About people killing themselves. On I know. I really. Seven. I feel weird. Um, just because of the times and the current uh, suicide rate. I, I, even laughing at these jokes, but yes, there were a lot of. There was a lot of dark humor about Ted being suicidal, and, yeah. and you know he wants to end it. And he when he jumps off the roof, finally, he he says it's like a. It's like that shot from um, Doctor Strangelove when when when. You reminded me of that. For those of you who know and, and love that movie, if not, you should see it. But when, when he's falling on the nuclear bomb, and so there's the shot of Ted falling, and he's like, you did it. You did it, Teddy. Here comes sweet relief. <laughs> and, uh, and he falls into all the garbage. And then we learn where the, which was funny, we learn where the janitor and Randall are hiding the garbage. And he goes, 
is, is this heaven? And, and Neil goes, it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very funny storyline. The janitor, Kelso, and Ted. That was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. And um, I like that the, the janitor finally has a, an assistant because, you know, we, we, ne- we, we so far up to this point have assumed he was cleaning the hospital alone other than the random background person mopping the rug. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, this fantasy at nine minutes in, I have absolutely no memory of doing this. Um, uh, Michael J. Fox is operating on my brain while I'm awake and I speak French. I make all sorts of weird noises. You don't remember that? No memory of shooting that. That seems like something you would remember. Yeah, you'd think I remember <laughs> being in a bald cap, um, making random noises because Michael J. Fox is operating on my brain, but I don't remember. Wow. Wow. So then it's funny that they showed Todd trying to re-explain his Xbox joke to, to, to Michael J. Fox. <laughs> and Michael J. Fox goes, can you go make an important call for me? And he goes, sure, to who? He goes, to anyone. Anyone. <laughs> Not just that, Neil says Jamon. Shimon, like Michael Jackson. What does he say? Because he's like, let's go, you know, because uh, they get $25 for, hi- for hiding the garbage. Right. And uh, $27. And whatever, $28, some shit like that. Yeah. And uh, he gets the money, and uh, the janitor says to Randall, now let's go up to the roof. Winner takes all. And, oh. and uh, Randall Back goes, up to oh, wrestle. Yeah, let's go do it. They never learn. And the janitor goes, walks away, goes, Shimon. Like, oh, like, I didn't know that. I didn't get yeah. that Michael Jackson reference. That's funny. He does the Michael Jackson reference. I didn't know that. JD's obsessed with pirates, For the, I think, for the first time. He brings up pirates quite a bit. Right. Um, and then we learn that JD's first girlfriend was a carny. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Just if, as you fill out your as you figure out, as you fill out your own um, knowledge of JD as a character. Today, I learned that the guy I played for nine years, his first girlfriend was a carny. I didn't know that. Forgot that. Um, what else you got? Did you really learn that coin trick? Ah, uh, I guess so. I'm pr- I'm sure I practiced that at like a poker table or something like that. Right, you, you know, looked pretty looked pretty good at it. At the end, you kind of had it down. The thing where you're where where uh, you know Michael J. Fox is showing that he's doing the coins fast on his hands. I don't think that was Michael J. Fox though. They would have tied it together. They just cut to an insert of someone doing it really well. I don't maybe, know. I, I imagine he could do it. I imagine you know in my mind Michael J. Fox can do anything. You know. Yeah, I had OCD as a child, not nearly as bad as this character has it. But I would I would do the thing with. Actually, I spoke about this on the Mark Marin. Uh, podcast that uh, that just aired but i would do the tapping thing where i would just i would tell my little kid brain i'd be like i'm, I'm pretty sure there's no need to do this but just to be safe i'm gonna touch this thing five times and if i don't do it five times i have to start over um, really yeah okay i mean it's really horrible and yeah, i remember i remember even thinking as a little kid like i if I don't like kiss my teddy bear 10 times as I leave my room, something bad might happen. Now, I know that that's ridiculous in my head, I'm saying at the time, but just to be safe, just to cover my bases, I'm going to do it. And then you'd, you'd, and then you'd walk out and like, ah, oh, I didn't, the 10th kiss was like in the air. It wasn't on his teddy bear head. So 
shit like that. Like, you know, a, a more mild version of what this poor character is dealing with. But so I, I, I and I, and I grew out of that stuff, but um, uh. I lived, I did experience it as a child. And, and if you're just hearing that and you go, what, what, that doesn't make any sense, but you convince yourself that you have to do it or something bad will happen. Sounds very scary. It feels to me like superstition, you know, like I was, a lot of it for me at least was no different than people feel like, oh my God, I, I, I walked under a ladder. I'm going to have bad luck. It was like how to prevent, you were trying to control. Right. Did maybe, you feel maybe, maybe, maybe the 10 minute, the, 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 the cheap uh, fake doctor uh, interpretation I can do as an, this many years later is that I was growing up in a, in a house and my parents were going through a sort of a messy divorce and I was doing joint custody and there was no, nothing in my childhood brain that I could control and maybe perhaps I was trying to force control onto something like I can control this. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally get it. And then once you'd finished kissing the teddy bear 10 times, would you feel great about? Yeah. You'd have a moment of like, if when you finally nail it, just like the character does when he finally like sticks the landing of his entrance, you're like, Ooh, okay. Phew. Until, until the next challenge. Wow. You know, obviously if you have a severe case of this, like this person does, it can, there's not just the obsessive part, but there's the compulsion. We're cleaning, constantly cleaning your hands. You know, always afraid that yeah. there's, and this is you know, obviously COVID aside, obsessively washing your hands um, because you're so nervous that there's, there's germs on them. I had that as well. I imagine COVID, COVID does make people develop OCD in some ways of washing your hands. And I remember when it first started, I washed my hands religiously so much so to the point that they were chapped. And, yeah, mine uh, are now too. Yeah, but I think, you know, yeah, you can, I think that'll give you, that'll give you a tiny semblance of what it's like if you're in COVID now and you're constantly worried that there's germs on your hands. It's like that, but all the time. And it's like taking a shower every time you go out the house. You know what I mean? Like if I go out the house, once I get back, I'm like, I should take, I should probably take a shower just to be safe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then after the shower's done, it's like, I have my shield, my shield from thanks to Dawn. I have my shield. You know what I mean? I, are you doing that? Body. Are you uh, showering every time you leave the house? I mean, every time you come back in from the house? Damn near, pretty much. If I go to, like, let's say I take, let's say I go to the supermarket. When I come back, I wash my body. It just sounds, it just sounds normal to do for some reason. I don't know, but it just seems like that's the right thing to do. And I think it was because of somebody who said, you have to treat this like they treated Ebola. This was a doctor that said it. He said he would come home, wash his clothes, and body outside mm. and then go inside once COVID started. And so when he said that, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try that. Uh, and then also with the wiping down the, uh, the groceries and stuff. Yeah, we do that too. We still do that, even though they say too. surface, you know, getting it that way is very difficult, but it worked when we started. And so we're sticking to it. Yeah. We still wash all the groceries when we, like like spray them and and wash them down when we bring them back in the house. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I even if it's even if some people think that's extreme, you know, we're, I guess we're extreme. Yeah, I still do absolutely. it every time too. I'm right there with you. Yeah. yeah. Ken by the elevator was hilarious. Where uh, where he's talking to you, and then the elevator opens, and he's like, "I will give you money if you can tell me where the trash is." And you cover for the and JD covers for the janitor. And as the door's closing, he goes, thank you. Yeah. And then he turns around and he goes, huh? And then somebody else comes and he goes, what? And it's just great timing by Ken. Like yeah. you, 
there's certain there's certain things that happen in this that you take for granted. Like, you know, beats like that are hard to come by in in television, you know, uh and you take it for granted. Good comedic moments that are simple like that are hard to come by. And it happens on the cut too. I mean, you know, the way that not only is it Kent's timing, but it's also the timing of cutting the camera angle. Right. Um, it's it's so quick witted, and I mean, it's just like it's got a it's got a really funny pace to it. Right. But that helps. You know, that helps with a show that you said you know at the beginning didn't necessarily have that many funny moments. That's a moment that you can manufacture something uh, with cuts and a genius actor like Ken Jenkins. I um I I. I know you mentioned it, but I just thought that the end monologue with uh, Michael J. Fox was was just really moving. I thought he it just showed what a wonderful actor he is. I mean, he's known for his comedy, um, in 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 you know first and foremost, I think. But he's such a wonderful dramatic actor. Yeah, the the scream of frustration. I felt that. I remember I it, it happened, and I sat up and looked at my wife who was watching the show with me, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I didn't. We, I, I never knew that we had, this is one of those scenes that you wish for. You know, there, there are a lot of great Michael J. Fox moments. One of my favorites is when, in Family Ties, when he's writing a letter to his first girlfriend after he's met this new girl and they're going through the montage and the music's playing. And he found a way to write this, dear, whatever her name was. And he finds a way to write this, you know, to tell this to, to do this great monologue and still have comedy in it. And, you know, this was one of those moments where there was none of it. And when he says, this is a weak moment for me, that shit was like, you know, I pray, I pray that I'm never caught in weak moments. Like those are, those are for me and me alone. And JD witnesses an icon in this hospital's weak moment. And, mm. You know, it, it, it shows what kind of a man J.D. is, too. He knows, okay, this is between the two of us. Because that is one of those things where you could go around and be like, look, man, this shit is really hard. All of them see it, actually. You know, Cox sees it and Turk sees it as well. They mm. all see this guy. And, it, you know, I don't know. It's just, I, I pray that that never happens to me. I pray that a bunch of people don't see me at my weakest, you know? Well, your is, friends can see you at your weakest. You can allow. Yeah, but JD's not this. JD's not this guy. No, friend. you're saying you're saying your your coworkers that you barely know. You don't want you to see. I don't, you don't want your don't guard want down. To, no. I get it. I can't wait to hear a quick break, everybody, and we'll be back with a very exciting guest. We'll be right back. Did you know that forty six percent of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval to Terms apply. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And we're back. All right, stop. I'm so sorry. Everybody ready? You know, Hanukkah's yeah. coming up. Um, and uh, would you get me? I'm going to get you one present for both Hanukkah and Christmas. Is it I'm not a giving PS5? you two. S5. No, I don't know how to get a PS5. You're breaking my heart. But um, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, get into my uh, my Oculus Two finally. Oh, you should have good man. Then then we can all go to the movies. Let's yeah, go holler, watch holler at the group chat. Let's we watch Wonder Woman. On, let's watch Wonder Woman on Christmas Day together. Oh, that's a good idea. Although I don't know if my girlfriend will be down with me going into the corner in my virtual reality goggles on Christmas. I too have plans with my family on Christmas Day, but I appreciate it. Screw your family, watch movies with us. <laughs> All right, let the guests in. Let's talk to guests this is next coming person. in. Say hi to say hi to Alex. Give it up for Alex. Go low. Yeah. Although I don't know that I don't know if Oprah has that low baritone, but okay. Okay, it's nice to meet you. I think it's Cordier. Cordier. 
as a French accent, it's Cordier. That's actually Cordier. what it Alex, Alex, Cordier. Alex, Cordier. All right, okay, soon, that's enough. They've unlatched. Okay, everybody. The babies are not only unlatched, they're fucking walking out of the room. Some of them came and walked it. They fucking chose this moment to walk out. They, they threw the titty down. They threw the titty down and jumped down and walked out of the fucking room. Fucking took the titty Enough. away from me. And the mom's Bazon like, took the titty and the mom's away. like, honey, he's only a week old. And the baby's like, get out of here with that titty. Fuck that shit. Alex Codier. That's it. Alex, are you French, my friend? I'm French, yes. Welcome. I think you're our first French guest. Thunderous applause, Dan. Are you in France right now as we speak? I am not. No, I've moved out of the country, moved to a, a very exciting location that I think you guys like. So I live in Amsterdam now. Oh, oh I do like Amsterdam. Because like that's like where Amsterdam. they have lots of jazz lettuce, and Donald loves jazz lettuce. Well, they got lots oh, yeah, of jazz lettuce in California now, too, though. I know. Yeah. Amsterdam's lost its appeal to people like Donald. No, they don't he got can, the freaking... He can, he can get ganja just as, He can get ganja real close to his house. But they don't got the red light district. That that in itself is a adventure. Yeah, we walked through the red light district, uh, Donald we and did. I. Not, not uh, shopping, for those of you who wonder. We were just uh, taking in the tourism. It was and how was it? Adventure. It was it's, quite it's, an adventure. It's a very surreal experience on Earth to... Uh, to to take in i've never seen anything quite like it i think it's something you do once and yeah once i think that was it, enough you yeah you don't yeah. really want to go back right it felt sort of um horrible actually but unless um, you unless you unless you met somebody and you know you frequent the situation yeah i don't i listen i ain't nothing me. wrong with getting a paycheck and being like i need to put 15 aside for harriet you're saying um for your for a, in this scenario, Harriet is his favorite um, call girl that's in a window. Well, I don't know if he calls. I think he just knocks on the window. Uh, knocks on the window. <laughs> well, back Harriet. in the day, I, back in the day, calling meant showing up as well as using the phone. Mm. I'm going to oh, go. Okay. I'm going to go call on Harriet, which would mean you're going to go visit Harriet. All right, Mr. Codier, welcome to the program, all the way from Amsterdam. Um, do you have a question for any of us? And that could include the legendary Daniel and Joel, not just Donald Faison and I. Yes, I do have a question. So based on the show, I've started watching Ted Lasso, which I thought was amazing. I really enjoyed the show. And in the middle of the show, and there is maybe here a mild spoiler alert, there is at some point a breakup scene. Yeah. And watching this breakup scene, I thought it was so well done. Like mm. the feelings, I, I was feeling everything. Mm. And it made me wonder, what do you guys think is the best breakup scene slash also love story in TV and movie history? Oh. Wow. Great question. I have Incredible two. Well, so I have a great, everybody knows I love La La Land, right? That is, yeah. uh, that's a great love story. Has a pretty decent breakup scene because that's sometimes how breakups happen where it's just like you don't see it coming and then all of a sudden you're no longer together but it is not my all-time favorite alex that us mr cordia yeah go ahead when harry met sally it's my opinion of a flawless love story i could watch that movie now i could watch it i i, I watched it so many times as a kid when I was growing up, but now I watch it and it still holds up. When Harry Met Sally still to this day 
One of my favorite love stories of all time. But he said breakup scene specifically, didn't you, Alex? Cordier? They have a great. They have a great breakup scene where yeah. Billy Crystal is eating salad. Okay. Um, I, I, my first thing that comes to my mind is Annie Hall because it's a it's a favorite movie of mine, and it's a movie I was raised on, and I thought it was such an honest take on um, how how sometimes a breakup can happen and you neither one of you really wants it to happen, but you kind of reach the end of your, um, of the road. There's kind of nowhere else to go for, for whatever horrible reasons you you could still even be in love, but there's just too many obstacles and, 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 and too too many roadblocks. And, and, uh, at the end of Annie Hall, there's this moment where he, he, meets up with her again to have coffee and it's so sad you know that they're not going to get back together sorry spoilers but if you haven't seen any hall by now you should still go see it but but um it, it it's uh it's heartbreaking because we've all been there where you you know you're sitting with an ex-partner and there's all those feelings could be still there but you know it's probably not gonna you're not gonna get back together and you both walk off and and smile and and I just thought that's a really a beautiful articulation of um, of a breakup that that uh, where it's not like oh someone wronged me and it's over and fuck that person where there's still all those feelings it's just circumstance the right we weren't in the right place at the right time and so circumstance nah. breaks you up circum well circum that's a different story but usually when you break up with somebody all of those feelings that you had that you're talking about that the good feelings. There's just as many of those feelings, the bad feelings. And the minute one of those things happens, you remember right away. And that's why we broke up right then and there. That's I know, but haven't you ever is. had a breakup, Donald? I mean, of course, we, every, I'm sure most people listening have had the bad breakup kind. We're like, fuck that person. They did something wrong, and there's just too much, and you argue too much, or whatever. I'm talking about the kind where it's like, you know what? This isn't going to work out probably because of logistics and circumstances or whatever. But I'm not friends with any of my ex-girlfriends. Okay. I can't be friends either. Yeah. So Once far. you're done, you're done. So far, so far in my life, it has not happened. Yeah. So Alex, are you saying that because um, they, the feelings are still too, it, it would be too impossible to just be a friend with them? Yeah. You don't hang out with your exes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not saying I hang out me. with them. Go ahead, Alex. Sorry. Right. No, I mean, staying friends for me doesn't, doesn't make sense. You know, like I have enough friends in my life that I don't want to stay friends with my ex-partner. I, I, I don't see the point, really. Yeah, I agree. I don't mean to imply that I'm buddy-buddy with all my exes. I just mean that he asked for a breakup in a film that was, most that was the most impactful to me. And I guess it was that one because I, in a, in a way, in a sense, like since Donald always references La La Land, you kind of help, can't help but think like, oh, but like, oh, man, if the stars that align, they're so perfect for each other. And, and and I and I really am rooting for them together, but this is sort of satisfying and unique a cine, a, as a cinema experience that they're not going to be together because that feels real and that feels life as opposed to a, a happy ending. Um, and I, I felt that with Annie Hall. How about you, Joelle? Uh, yeah, Blue Valentine is the most impactful. Oh my God! Yes. of all time. Another Ryan Gosling. Wow completely blank uh with no idea what was going to happen and then at the end i was a mess of a human being you know because it, it's oh my gosh like the way that movie deconstructs a relationship and and shows not just the 
the emotional struggle, but like a kid was involved. And like, how do you walk away from a child who's only known you as a parent when you can no longer be with the mom and you're not that child's biological parent? Like, that's well, he really was hard. He was all in until he found out he wasn't the parent. He was still willing to fight until he found out he wasn't the parent. And then he was like, you know what? That's it. I have nothing to hold on to. I mean, that whole hotel scene, like, right at the end where they're not sure if they're trying to fight or, like, have sex or make love. Like, it's this <laughs> so much chaos in, like, them trying to stay together that you're almost relieved when they break up. And yet you're so heartbroken. That movie's a lot. I watched it one time. I'll never watch it again. I was like, <laughs> my heart can't take things like this. But it was good. Uh, I mean, powerful. Uh, another one for those uh, of those for me was Manchester by the Sea. Did you see that? Ugh. Oh, boy. I get a um, nap after that film. Yeah, it's a very, very, very hard movie to watch. Uh, without without spoilers, I, I'll just tiptoe around and see the film. It's it's a very powerful story. But um, when two ex-lovers years later uh, run a, run into each other, Casey Affleck and Michelle Williams, um, they've been apart a, a long time, and she has a new baby, and they run into each other on the street. And uh, it's, I think, one of the most painful scenes in many years. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, what about you, Sir Daniel? Um, I am admittedly having trouble coming up with a satisfying answer, but what I will use as an example of what I think of as heartbreak um, is in a Simpsons episode, Lisa's Substitute, when uh, her teacher, played by Dustin Hoffman, so empowers her to be herself, to be someone, to, to just come into her own. And when he is no longer the substitute teacher and he's getting on the train and she's like, wait, where are you going? I I need you. And he gives her the note that says, anytime you need me, just look at this note. It says, you are Lisa Simpson. And that is just such a beautiful, it was a beautiful departure, a beautiful relationship moving apart at that moment. And it's not, it's of course not a romantic relationship and it's a very, it's different than a, a usual breakup, but that was such a heartbreaking moment yeah. for me in what is, you know, a comedic show traditionally. And that's yeah. my favorite. Well, that was great. You gave, me, you gave me full body goosebumps when you said that. <laughs> so it must have been good live. It was pretty great. Man, I love movies. All right, sir. Mr. Collier. Monsieur Collier. Oui. It's time for the uh, everyone, every French person in Amsterdam's favorite segment. It's time to fix your life. All right, how can we help you, sir? We're here to help. Free therapy. Also, well, first of all, I want to to say that I've been listening to you guys since the beginning of the podcast. Really, really loving the show. Merci beaucoup, monsieur. Merci. Merci. And, you know, so it's, it's helping, you know, through the day, but... I feel like at the time I'm really going in circles in my apartment. Um, mm. I'm running out of things to do. I tried new things. I tried learning Dutch, for example, mm. which is good for, 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 I mean, I've been living in the country for seven years and I didn't really speak any Dutch. So I'm getting there, but it's more, you know, now getting active and fighting the, the routine. Do you guys have any advice for, for this? I got great advice for you. Wait, before you answer, are you allowed to go out in Amsterdam? We are allowed to go out. Yeah, I mean, okay. everything is closed. Bars and restaurants are closed. So there is not much to do, but we are allowed. To You're allowed out. to walk around and, and yeah, it's, not like, it's not like, like Paris where you need a note. No, no. Hmm. Right. All right, go ahead, Don. Well, I've got great news for you. He doesn't want we're to not, golf, dude. Just don't we're do not. That, right? We're not just coming on Tuesdays anymore. We're coming on Thursdays now. Again. That's great news. <laughs> yes. yeah. We are here to help you that way. Yeah, we are here to help you in that way. We're gonna. People got really only... fucking mad when we went down to one. I, I we had, um, we let people down, Dom. I blame. I, I didn't we... have anything to catch up on anymore. Like I was following the one a week easily. Two a week. Yeah. I, I always had some backup, but I was missing that. Yeah. Well, we're coming back at you with the next one to to distract you for 
at least an hour and a half, at the most an hour or two hours. Uh, so there's that. Second, dude, you got to get out and you got to freaking uh, switch up the routine. I know the routine might be just getting out and do something. It really can be as simple as going a different way on your walk, you know, taking a different route. Um, yeah, you run out of a lot of things that you run out of things to do. But what's great is that sometimes some of the things that you did in the beginning that you aren't doing anymore, we like to revisit those. <laughs> like we were playing a lot of basketball in the beginning and then we stopped and now we're starting to play basketball again in our house. And so there's, you know, there's yeah, I, as mundane as it sounds, as the root, as, as, as routine as everything sounds, you have to figure out a way to chop it up and switch it up. And, and what about uh, learning an instrument? That's great I'm, for for me. That's great. I don't know, Alex. I don't I'm know. I'm talking how... to Alex, not you, Alex. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to pitch ideas because you have the fortitude and the and the uh, conviction to to start learning a language, which means you're at least able to commit to a new thing and 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 learn it. Um, I don't know about you, but I always wished I could play the piano, and I started, and um, and then I got a job and got distracted and stopped learning how to play the piano. So I've been thinking lately. Um, that I, I, I'm, you know, we're going to be in this uh, a lot longer. It might be good to take on something brand new. Like it's like a new chapter of quarantine. In this chapter, I'm going to start piano lessons back up again, which I'm sure you mm. can do over Zoom or, or something like that. I mean, it's just an idea because who the heck doesn't want to play an instrument? Yeah, no, good idea. I mean, one of the things I miss most about uh, regular life, let's say, is partying. Amsterdam is a great place for, for clubbing and I really like techno music. Right. So I was thinking, you know, why not start uh, trying to DJ? Or, That's a or great idea. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Daniel, support. Daniel, Full give him support some on that one. Daniel, do you like techno? I adore techno. I was an electronic uh, house music DJ before I before I started, you know, in the podcasting world. And um, unfortunately, Amsterdam was a place I never got to go to for performance. I have visited. It was one of my favorite places. But um DJing is a lot of fun. I would say start putting together music that you like to listen to and start analyzing it, thinking about your music in a different way. Start thinking about it instead of just, oh, I like this song or I like this song. Start thinking about like, how fast is this song? And what other songs are the same speed? And all of a sudden, you'll put together a playlist of 10 to 15 songs that can all seamlessly work together, played one after another, and start to make your DJing uh, start to make it real before you even pick up a set of decks. Just start putting together songs. You're like, I like these songs. And then you realize that they all work together. And then once you step up to the decks, the whole process is so much easier. And Daniel, if you wanted to get like, what's a what's a relatively inexpensive deck that he could get if he wanted to like practice at home? The, uh, I would say that, you know, unfortunately, DJing is in general kind of prohibitively expensive. There are very cheap plastic decks that you can get for companies like Newmark. Pioneer has the DDJ 400 and all of their DDJ lineup are things you can plug into your laptop and they work great with Serato or Rekordbox. That said, in my personal opinion, I would just spring for the XDJ RX. It is a $1,000 DJing device. It is all in one. It is the decks, it's the mixer, and you just plug it into a speaker system and it's it's all there. You don't need a laptop, you don't need another device. And the way that you use it, it allows you to practice if you say wanted to DJ at an actual club or if your friend had a set of CDJs and you want to go over there, you bring your USB, you pop it in and it's the same thing that you were doing on your device at home. 
Well, that's very that's very. And aren't there apps as well? Like if he doesn't have the a thousand bucks right now, uh, yes. What, what's a good app he could practice on? Recordbox and Serato. Recordbox and Serato are the I two that I recommend. I was just about to say Recordbox and Serato. You beat me to it. Record yes, box. I was going to say Serato and then Recordbox. But yes, um. <laughs> y'all are wild. Well, there you They're go, crazy. dude. You are going to learn Dutch. You are going to become the most badass techno DJ. And you know what's going to happen, Alex? When you're living your best life at the club DJing, and you're surrounded by all the fun people in your life, and COVID's over, you're going to go thank. Fuck, I learned how to become a badass techno <laughs> DJ during quarantine. Not only that, not only that, he's not only going to learn Dutch, and he's not only going to be a DJ, he's also going to pick up the piano. He's going to learn how to play the piano. Ooh, yeah, well, the piano might not so be So in the middle of his DJ set, he's yeah. going to drop in with a little piano solo, wow. Liberace right. style, wow. and then bring the beat back. Yep. Let it drop. Right. <laughs> That's pretty ball. And then, then to yeah. fight the routine, I will buy the golf simulator. There you go. Yes. <laughs> well, if you've got golf simulator money, then go get that fucking thing Daniel said. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, get <laughs> go get six of them. Um, so you're welcome. Right. You're, you're welcome, welcome sir. Thank you're you guys. welcome. Thank Alex, you guys when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're, your life has been fixed. You know why? We just gave you at least two fun new hobbies to take on. And, uh, and, when, and when COVID's over, you're going to go, if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't be Xing my face off with this beautiful <laughs> model right now. Wow, love it. You're welcome. Right. Listen, I think we did the show, bud. Yeah, we did the show. So, Alex, you can stay for the end. Ooh, um, you're staying for the outro. Yeah, you get to stay for the Actually, Ooh. because you're going to be a DJ, you're going to need to practice counting yeah. into your techno track. Yes! Actually, Daniel, do you have any like um, public domain uh, techno tracks we could lay down here? I can certainly find one. Okay, Daniel's going to lay down some techno track right here. All right? And it's going to uh, seamlessly What, what kind of beat into... per minute, Don, Daniel? What do you think the beat per minute? Ding, 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 That's pretty fast. Let's say like, let's say like 128. 128. Okay. It ha- doesn't nice it have to match the, the, uh. No, but he can do it. He can do halftime. I can right? make it. Okay. I can make it work, baby. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So <laughs> here we go. Thank you. By the way, whenever I want to make fun of, whenever I want to make fun of that, this kind of music, I don't even know the difference between all these types of fucking club house techno. So I just go. So tell me if you want me. Show me love, Robin. You got to show me love. I went to Tulum once. Tell me. Tulum is beautiful, but don't go at New Year's if you don't want to hear it breakfast. Like motherfucker, tell me if you want me. I don't want to hear that shit while I'm eating my Yes, come on. All right, I'm there. Alex, there. Alex, all right. So Daniel's got the track going. Alex, this is your very first set. You're gonna count us into our theme song. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We love you very much. We'll see you next time. Here we go. Count us in. Alex. Five, six, seven, eight. stories about a show we made About a bunch of docs and nurses And a janitor who loved to hate I said, here's a story Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. 
Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is Sheep Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.